And welcome to the Go Social Podcast with Brian Hahn. Go Social is a relaxed and unedited conversation with marketing expert Brian Hahn. Brian's the founder of Go Social Experts and the author of multiple books, his most recent being The Facebook Formula, which you can purchase on Amazon, or stay around to the end of today's show and I'll tell you how to get a copy mailed right to your door. I'm Michael DeLon, your host for the next few minutes as we chat with online marketing expert, business owner, and author Brian Hahn. Hey, Brian Hahn, how is your day going, sir? It is going absolutely fabulous. The sun's just going down. It's that time of year where it goes down a little earlier now. It's just going down, but still pretty nice out there. That's awesome. Well, I am glad to hear that. I am glad to be with you. And well, you know, it's funny because seasons change, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're in a, a change of season. We all are right yeah. now. Um, in business, lots of things change on a yeah, regular yeah. basis. Uh, yeah. But I want to talk about today what can't change in your business. Sure. What do you think about and, that? Uh, that is something that's uh, to think about that. And it, I, it, it's, it's the whole idea here kind of came up to, or has come to me because of all the changes in my business and changes about and businesses around me, uh, cust- places I'm customers of, uh, and just been massive amounts of change. And I started thinking about this. Um, well, it really, this is, it hit me from a strange place. So <clears throat> we bought the last several of our RVs we bought from the same dealership. They've been in town for 30 years. We've been buying RVs from them for 25 years, probably. Yeah. We bought um, five of them from them now over the last, like I said, 25 years. And um, they were bought out recently, and um, which, which was great. The, the man wanted to sell. He got, he's, he's retired, got, a lot, he got everything he wanted from it. But the interesting thing is the people that bought them was a car dealership in town who I've also bought lots of cars from. And I've, I've, I like them for buying cars. I mean, I'm, I would highly recommend my next, my wife wants a new car. They're the brand they sell. We'll be over there to buy one from them. But the interesting thing is, is that the feeling from the car dealership did not transfer automatically to the, to the RV dealership. Oh, And I'm like, that's what I said. Oh, why not? Because I already have positive experiences with the car dealership. It's the same company. Why don't I feel positive about them? buying my RV dealership. Yeah. Um, which I was, that, I found that kind of an interesting idea. I'm like, okay, so what happens in businesses when, when the ownership changes? Yeah. But what happens in businesses when a team member is promoted or moves to another, another business? Does, do consumers, when they come in and they always see Jane at the front counter, what do they think when Jane's not there? So, I mean, the business just kept getting bigger from, so it started with this change in ownership. Then it went to the people in the business changing. Cause again, when the ownership changed here, several of them have left, some retired, yeah. uh, some left. I'm not sure what happened to them, <coughs> but um, so, I mean, there was that going on. Then in the middle of all this, you know, I buy a new Dairy Queen. Yeah. So, and I'm looking at this from my idea of thinking, Hey, we're making this thing, this better. But from the consumer's perspective, I mean, the business has been there for 67 years already. So it may not be necessarily better just because, you know, Brian and Kim Hahn bought it. Right. So, um, so what do we have to make sure it doesn't change in that Dairy Queen for it to continue to be successful? Wow. That's awesome. So, you, I mean, I'm terming what you're saying here is, is culture, but culture doesn't necessarily move from one business to the next because you're dealing right. with different people, different mm-hmm. lots of things. Yep. But from a consumer perspective, 
Mm-hmm. You expected the culture to be the same as from at the car dealership to the new RV because that's the cult. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Yep. I hadn't either. And so that's what that's why I started thinking about this. So um, <coughs> now that the ownership change happened um, two, three months ago. And when we got back from our last trip, it had to be our RV had to be win- up here. We have to winterize our RVs. Otherwise, all the water in the lines don't the next spring. They the lines don't hold water. Yeah. Um, so we, it had to be winterized and all that. So I had a chance to be in the dealership and and it was great. I mean, they did, they did what I expected them to do. But if they had given me a bad experience, you know, I wouldn't they don't necessarily have any emotional capital or emotional bank account um, balance with me. Right. As a new owner. Now, they did a very nice job of, you know, making sure that everything went well and um, it was done on scheduled time. You know, they, they was ready. They were ready to work on it when it got there. They worked on it. They did a good job from what I can tell. Um, so, I mean, all of that's a positive thing, but that's, you know, they've got to deliver that experience. You know, when someone comes into my Dairy Queen, the new Dairy Queen that we bought, they still want good food at, you know, the same price or cheaper. Yeah. And they want it done in a reason, in a, you know, fast, really, <coughs> excuse me. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting because you're, you're talking here, transitions and everything. I just, the idea hit me. What about when you're, you have a business and you hire a new person, mm-hmm. if you're not training them well and in, in um, bringing your culture to bear, telling them your mm-hmm. origin story, telling them why we do what we do, how we do all of that's part of building yep. that customer experience. Because if you have, unfortunately, if you have a bad customer experience, they may not come back. Correct. Correct. And they're going to blame you, the owner, whose whose job it is to make sure that they have that consistent yes. experience with you. Oh, I'm I'm very aware of that one. Um, but yes, and and that's that's what started me thinking first. So it started with the RV dealer and the car dealer. Then I'm looking at the Dairy Queen I bought. But then I start thinking about you know team members moving to different positions. Um, or like you said, hiring a new team member, and then how well do we teach them so they all so people get the same experience that they've had for however long they've been coming to whatever business it is that we're talking about? Yeah. So do you? So it's it's deeper than just the so it started for me when I was looking at the ownership side of it, but then as I started realizing that that well, when new people come in, even if it's the same owner, that's a chance that you know you've got to main as the business owner, you want to maintain that experience. For people and they they always want at least what they had before at least so before i if i could call before and get an appointment within a week and it was going to cost me x amount of money i expect to call again have it within a week and call cost no more now yeah. if all of a sudden it's going to take you three weeks or you're going to charge me three times more you know then we start talking about but you know people's expectations on certain things don't want to change they never want to pay more i don't care how much you're paying i mean they always want to pay less they always want it faster. I mean, I, I do. If you can say, you know, Brian, I can give it to you in a week or I can give it to you in a month, which would you like? I'm going to charge you the same either way. Well, I'll take a week. You know, that's a week. That's right. <coughs> better, so faster. That's very, Sounds like the yep. $6 million man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so what can't change in your business? Really, at the end of the day, it's your customer experience is what we're dealing yes. with, right? Yep. You've got to make sure your customer experience is um, consistent. And, and one way to do that is to document it. Have mm-hmm. a and what am I trying to say? An SOP. I see a standing operating procedure. Thank you. I knew that stood for something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, have have a standard operating procedure, whether it's written, video, whatever. But for for every position in your company, and if you as the owner don't want to do it, have the person who's in that role right now do it. 
Yep. Yep. And training culture. And I think as leaders, business leaders, we need to be communicating to our team, really our vision, our heart behind what, why we do what we do and empower our team to make decisions. Yes. That are in line with who we are as a company. Yes. Because you can't be there. So in this, in my RV dealer, um, car dealer um, deal, you know, they've got several car dealerships, plus they bought three RV dealerships. I mean, you're looking at probably 400 employees. Um, so that obviously the owners can't be there. You know, even in my Dairy Queen business, you know, we're looking at 100 employees. I can't be at every counter at every Dairy Queen making sure that people are making the right choice. We've got to train them and empower them to actually make the choices um, for us and then support them. Yeah, I saw a great example that I was out, um, I don't even know, I was in Minnesota visiting my in-laws. We, uh, I went with a client to a coffee shop and we were sitting there talking and this lady got her coffee, right? She went mm-hmm. to this little stand to put sugar in it or something like that. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in that process, she knocked her brand new coffee off, dumped it all over the floor, right? She was mortified. Mm-hmm. The employee comes over, cleans it all up and she says, let me get you a new cup of coffee. Oh. And makes her a new mocha or whatever she had, gives it to her, doesn't charge her for it, right? And the lady's like, well, no, you didn't have to do that. She's like, no, no, really, go. Right. Yep. And I thought that was really, really good. Yes. Yes, it was. You just don't see that everywhere. But that's really what you're talking about is that, yes. should, that should never change in your business is how we no. deliver yep. to our clients. And a lot of it comes down to communication, not yep. only training, but communicating to our clients. And I, I'm, I'm convinced the more we communicate our heart behind why we are trying to do something, mm-hmm. the easier it is and the more forgiving people are of you. Yes, yes. And the more you've done, if, if this is the first time they've had an experience with you, they're not going to cut you as much slack as if it's somebody that's dealt with you, you know, multiple times in the past. You've always done a wonderful job and all of a sudden things don't go quite as smooth. They're willing to cut you some slack. They know you're going to make it right. Yeah. Um, that's right. You know, and it just goes from there. So that's the, um, so that's part of it, but that's the danger of, of when things change in your business, you lose a little bit of that, um, credibility that you've built up, uh, with that. We talked about it in the past, but that's based on, um, Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people. But one of the ideas is the fact that you, um, every relationship has a, um, a bank account, you know, you do good things, you put deposits in, you know, when you forget something or you ask for something, you take deposits out. Well, businesses have that with their with their people also. Businesses have it. Churches have it. Um, and how well people respond shows how how big your positive balance is. Right. That's and right. Um, so when you when the business is sold, a lot of that capital, that positive capital goes away. Not all of it, but a lot of that goes away. You know, when a new team member comes in. Some of they don't have the um, bank accounts already built up because they just got there or the one that the person that's built up a lot of those bank accounts, they get promoted. They've done a fantastic job. You promote them to the next to doing something else and you lose some of that when the people come in and and they're not there anymore. Right. Doing their thing for you. So many moving parts to all of this, but it's good to think about it and to go, yep. wow, because that's, I've never really thought about it and put it in context of, of how you described it here, yep. but it makes a lot of sense of how we build culture in our companies internally and externally um, to, to provide a world-class service to our clients. Yep. And then why it matters. I mean, I, it's, it's one of those things that 
until you're looking, it's, it's when you're looking at your own business, you really are a lousy judge. I mean, when I look at my own business, I'm a poor judge about how well we're really doing um, for, I like to think that we're perfect all the time and, and we're not, yeah. but um, it's just, you're really hard to see. So when I was looking at this as a watching another business going through something that I had, you know, some interest in, but, um, but no control over all of that, that's when it started hitting me. So other people, when they're looking at your businesses or our businesses are looking at that, that same way. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. I love that. Uh, what can't change in your business? And mm-hmm. there are lots of little things that can't change. Um, yep. And, so- and how well you document, how well you train, how well the stories you tell, the culture that's in your business will help ensure that that all continues on, um, even if you're not there at the front counter. Absolutely. And you shouldn't be, by the way. You shouldn't be. Yeah. You can't be running your business all the time. It's not, it's oh. never going to grow. Nope. Um, good. Well, I like this. What can't change in your business? Uh, you can go and read the blog at uh, gosocialexperts.com. And you can uh, obviously re-listen to this podcast in the last three or four or five or 10 or 20 we've done because uh, they're all really good, Brian. You're just, it's, it's so much fun to learn from you. In, uh, and, and, you know, it's funny because you're, you know, when we started this, it came out of your book, yep. one of your books, your third book, the Facebook uh, formula. The Facebook formula. Yep. And business owners find success. That's right. And we talked about social media and we drilled that in and you, we still talk about it a lot, but, but your, your vast knowledge of just business in general is, is superb. And that's why I love just talking with you because you, you're uh, super smart in lots of ways, but you're also just super approachable. And so I want to encourage our listeners to approach you at gosocialexperts.com. Reach out to Brian. I take one of his master classes. Uh, read a blog article or just have a conversation about how he could help you grow your business, whether it's using social media marketing or some other way, because uh, he's just got a lot going on and I know he can help you. So go socialexperts.com to bring find Brian Hahn. Brian, thank you so much for another great episode. You're welcome, Michael. I'll talk to you next week, I guess. Yes. Social media marketing should be part of your overall business growth plan. Brian Hahn can help you gain more prospects and clients without wasting your time or money on hit or miss tactics. There's a gold mine waiting for you online if you know where to find it. That's what Brian and his team can help you with. You can reach out to Brian at gosocialexperts.com. And if you'd like for Brian to mail you a copy of his book, just go to his website, gosocialexperts.com forward slash book. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so each new episode will be sent to you automatically when it's released. Have a terrific day.